Welcome back to Mad Men Mental Health. I can say welcome back this time, Mike, because we've done an episode. We have done an episode. Um, so we have a new logo. Yes. Thanks to Caitlin Levian. Yes, uh, it is a great logo. Uh, we got a. She drew a picture of a brain in there for us, and the tagline: "Be your own normal." Yes, which I, I like quite a bit. Yeah, I had wanted something that was basically really embracing just who you are, but in the you know accepting and you know just realizing you know you're good as who you are. I'm not, it doesn't mean you can't improve, improve, but. Yeah, that's really good, but yeah, I really wanted something, and that just kind of mm-hmm. came to me. But Thursday, Friday, or whatever, just yeah. randomly, just like, and actually, I think it was because I was, it was Friday because I was putting yeah. on the, sh- I was changing from the shirt I wore to work to the shirt I wanted to wear when I was going out for drinks after work, and it's the one, a one that says something about, you know don't expect normal from me we never we know it's never gonna happen right and it was like it just like it was like an aha moment but i got some news before we get into the theme i believe i have who will be our first guest nice so somebody i used to work with and he wants to talk about mental health from a gay man's perspective oh i love it yes i love it i knew you would i that is a fucking home run yes um and before we get into our, our subject today, uh, I do another podcast called yeah, Bucks and Brews. Bucks and Brews. And Nick and I were talking on Wednesday, and Nick feels like the jilted lover because the eye candy has not been on an episode in ages. Okay. And will, he misses the eye candy. I will get on this week. Good, because this week is year in review. I will definitely get on this week. So we're aiming for Wednesday. Okay. Just give me the... Day and time, yep. nothing's going on with the kids on Wednesday. So yeah, he's he's like, man, I haven't talked to Mike in forever. It's like he forgot I about do. us. I need, yeah, I'll come. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you and I talk a lot outside of it. We Nick do, and I unfortunately don't no. much outside. And I mean, we'll get together. You know, hopefully see him maybe a little bit over the holidays yeah. or something. I know he probably won't come out for the uh, day before New Year's. Then, um, here I am lost. Uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, for Hendy? No. No. Somebody even more improbable. Mikey? Is coming up to go Christmas shopping with his wife. Okay. And he's actually going to make time? He said that he wants to get together for food up here. So okay. I will find out more details and let you okay. know. I am perfectly willing to... That That is definitely improbable especially if he's like i'm not available till after the holidays but i guess it's different if it's a quick dinner or whatever yeah so i i was excited about that he hit me with that i don't know a couple of days ago and i figured i would save that for when i saw you in yes. person because that would excite you oh that's that's good that's a good start to the podcast it is some, um, good some happy that. things yeah. yes some not happy things i had a shit week i you had a shit week uh, I would say my mental health is struggling over it, but it's not. Yeah, because I'm just so angry. Yeah, no this this time you have yes, this is definitely a very angry, very yeah. Well, and I because I said you can't. Unfortunately, the, you, there's no other emotion to have. No, for just anger. What happened a and, week ago? Then anger. I can't get into specifics because it's a legal matter now yeah, but yeah but yeah. like i i was supposed to have angela last monday at 10 yeah it was 
our therapist. Yep. So we and, go back to back. Yeah. And I, I told Mike that, hey, I gotta take mom to the doctor. And he's like, well, switch with me. I'll take your 10. You take my 11. And then when I picked up my mother, she had bashed her face into a metal railing. So she had a huge lump on her head. And while I'm sitting in the doctor's office for them to recheck the eye she had surgery on, the other eye looks horrid. And I'm like, we're going to the freaking ER when we're done. Yep. And Mike goes, well, I can't get my thing to even connect. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to make an 11 o'clock. So he took his slot back. And I went then, home so I could actually get on my appointment. Yeah. yeah. And then he tells Angela, he needs to see you today. Just make sure you make some time. And uh, I got on with Angela later that afternoon. And and I told her, I'm like, yeah, I'm lucky. I got really good friends. She goes, you do have really good friends. Yeah. So, but yes. That was that was yeah. helpful. Now, you have a very, very good reason to be angry. And But again, it's <laughs> like I said, it's the only emotion to have. Like, it'll cause probably anxiety as some of the things get closer. Oh, absolutely. But, when charges get filed. Yeah, or... yeah certain things happen like i've had some anxiety because of facebook creeping yeah and i mean this person made 20 posts yesterday oh my god all aimed at somebody very close to me yeah so uh, i'm annoyed but yeah really it's just anger at this point so um so today we we're gonna try to you know cut our our tangents a little shorter because yeah. we want to keep these to about an episode today we're going to talk about depression about an episode or to about an hour yeah <laughs> um uh we're yeah. going to talk about depression during yeah. the holidays yes yeah. that's that's a huge issue uh when we talked last which was a couple weeks ago we mm-hmm. had said that you know we're probably going to go every six weeks to two months mm-hmm. and then mike and i got off here and we're like you know depression during the holidays is high especially is. for men it is maybe we just need to get on and, and throw something out there oh yeah i think it's good so i mean i know that and who knows depending if we get enough people interested in talking we may go into monthly just because there'll be people wanting to talk or, yeah we're happy to do this as often as anybody wants to listen to us or something will come up that we want to get on and talk to people about but yeah well I, I can say that you know you and i both probably at different periods had some depressing holidays definitely i can definitely state that i mean i can i can say you know that that holiday in 98 Mm -hmm. when my mother was in arizona uh working yeah and i was i mean i mean i was home alone yeah it was people are like hey what are you doing for christmas i'm literally doing nothing because well you were still home alone you were still in illinois yeah i was still in illinois so my friends were all back in michigan and you know everybody had their stuff that they were doing for mm-hmm. the holidays. And I was just kind of left to my own devices, mm-hmm. which I mean, you know, we did, I did come up for new year's that year. And yeah. We spent it at old peninsula and had a blast Had a blast. <clears throat> um, so I mean, it's, you know, I, I did have things to look forward to, but it was, you know, it was very lonely on Christmas. That year, no, I, I, mean. I can imagine, um, you know, before I was, I guess you could say married, but really before Dawn and I got together, you know, when I didn't have a child, it was, mm-hmm. you know, for me, the holidays are about kids. They are. And even like now, I mean, I, we didn't put up a tree the last couple of years because mm-hmm. my daughter's 28 years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've known a tree up in my house and my kids are teenagers. Well, like Max has a tree in his room. Maddie and I just don't care. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, sometimes it's that way. So, you know, it's I, I've gotten presents for everyone, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not all gung ho about necessarily celebrating. But I actually have a, an on the air question for you. Shoot. And I know what the answer will be, and it will actually surprise me if it's not the answer I expect. But since I only have my kids on Christmas Eve and they go back to their moms on Christmas, can I come in yeah, come on Christmas Eve? Okay. You absolutely. I knew the answer can. would be yes. But you I absolutely just... can. We're going to, Dawn's doing Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, that's cool. Because I didn't get to have Thanksgiving because I went to see Mark Hamill. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner. You can come up whatever time you want. Awesome. Yeah, so, probably yeah. once I drop off the kids, I'll head up. Yeah. Or... Um, I mean, it. Doesn't matter to me. We're just gonna be hanging out all That's day. That's what I figured. I figured you know it would probably only be your mom coming up, yep. Caitlin coming over, and yeah, yeah. Um, I did. Caitlin will just never... with all that oddity stuff with what's been going on with you know Addie, and I don't like being around my sister and her family. I get it until they start wanting to have Addie around. I I totally understand. Um, the, the only thing I have planned, and you don't give a shit because you don't care if I play video games while you're I don't around. Care. Um, I bought Grand Theft Auto Five oh. on the PS Five for Caitlin and I because I mean we have it on the three. Yeah, but you can play online, and I got a buddy on the east side of the state, Furtaw. Okay, who yeah. loves to play Grand Theft Auto. We, we need we need to, to see him Furtaw. at some time. Yeah, yes. he he his his humor is right up our alley. Yeah, but I told Caitlin, I'm like, hey, are you doing anything after you go home? She's like, no, why? I'm like, because you're going to be doing stuff after you go home. And she goes, I don't understand. So her and I are going to be playing some Grand Theft, but you are always welcome at my house. We can spoon while I play. Um, Okay, but yes, back to dirt. And I think, like I said, you talked a lot about that. Um, And again, you know, it's going to be a lot of open honesty in this one. Absolutely. My separation from my wife and my divorce basically occurred starting right after Thanksgiving in 2015. And so that made that particular set of holidays extremely difficult. And even the first couple of years after it got hard, especially with only seeing like my kids for whatever, you know, the Christmas Eve or the Christmas day or whatever, not having them like the entire time and all of that. And so, yeah, that's hard. And like I said, and it was hard, you know, as a kid, you know, sometimes just, you know, we were, I had emotional things. Like I will sit there and I'll talk about, like, I remember one Christmas. And I mean, at that point I didn't believe in Santa Claus anymore, but it still got to be hard. Cause like, you know, my parents, you know, they, did what they could to let us have what we needed, but they didn't have a lot of money, you know, for kids and it came to Christmas and, you know, much like any time in school, they're like, Hey, what was your favorite part over the holiday is like some, you know, first assignment again, coming back in like a class and like literally like the big gift we had gotten were like, because my brother and I were in scouts, we'd gotten, you know, nice new fishing poles and stuff like that. And some of the other, they're, they're like, oh my God, that's not like that. And, you know, these are the kids that are literally bullying me. So, not good kids, not, yeah. you know, respectful to teachers. And they're getting video game systems yeah. and all these other things. And it just has really just kind of soured me a lot on Christmas. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. And I mean, 
I was on the opposite spectrum. Like I was never one to bully yeah. anybody, yeah. but I was the only child. Yeah. And I was raised, you know, in a house with my grandmother and my yeah. aunt. And you were the center of attention. I was the absolutely holidays. the center of attention. I got fucking spoiled. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, I had a great childhood growing up and, and Dawn will sit there and go, man, you, you missed out on a lot of stuff. <laughs> She's not wrong. I mean, I was expected to be an adult when I was 10. Yeah. But you know, she would go, you guys never went to like fireworks and stuff. No, we never did. That was never a thing. I didn't care about like I did fireworks plenty of times, but it's like, OK, big deal. Well, and I mean, you know, I can go to a baseball game on, you know, a Tuesday, a Saturday in August and see fireworks possibly. Well, and I mean, you know, back then when we were kids, it probably wasn't as prevalent. But no, I mean. Dawn would look at those typical things we did with Caitlin and she's like, you never did this? No. no. She's like, well, when did you stop trick-or-treating? 10. Yeah. She's like, why? Well, because you're an adult now and you don't need to do that. That's stupid. That's kid shit. So, I mean, I mean, I, but that, but yeah, I can complain in some ways, but I really can't because I was literally given everything. Yeah. Literally, if you wanted candy, they would have just given you like gigantic bags full of candy. Yeah. They, they wouldn't care take you just didn't want to take you basically out trick-or-treating correct so i mean you know i i really growing up the holidays were always great the the issues we had during the holidays was my grandmother being such a narcissist would throw hissy fits and and literally one year she canceled christmas on christmas morning my god she literally canceled it went to her room and pouted like a a fucking five-year-old and the asshole she was married to who i at the time really did love but yeah. now don't because he screwed our family over he says to my mother well what are we going to do she goes it's christmas david wants to open presents we're going to go do that if she wants to pout in her room she can pout in her room <laughs> we did christmas without her yeah and, and mind you mike i was probably 15 yeah so i didn't have a lot of that until i got older and you know mm-hmm. money became more of an issue yeah. i mean there were several holidays where caitlin got gifts because we didn't have money mm-hmm and I mean, I, I said to Dawn a few weeks back, I asked her what she wants for Christmas. And she goes, I don't want anything. I, mm-hmm. I, I want nothing. I don't need anything. I buy the stuff I need. And, and I had said to her, I'm like, listen, Christmas for me is still about getting something. Because mm-hmm. I want to be able to buy you something that you need. Not necessarily want. Because mm-hmm. you know what? I want I want fun stuff. I yeah. mean, fun stuff to me is great. Yeah. But I buy that. Yeah. So I said to her, I'm like, I just need a few things you need. She's like, well, I need washcloths for the kitchen. Great. I'm going to buy you some fucking washcloths for Christmas. It's something she needs. Mm-hmm. And and I told her, I'm like, you know, when Caitlin was younger and we didn't have money to buy each other stuff, it was always a little sad because I didn't get anything and I didn't get, get you anything. And for me, the giving's always better. Yeah. But I, that caused a lot of sadness for me. And she literally stayed up one night, half the night, trying to figure out what to buy me. Yeah. Because she felt bad that she didn't get me anything. And I'm like, listen, I don't need anything sexy. Buy me a pack of socks. I love socks. Yeah. And they they get ruined so quickly. Yep. So, I mean, stuff like that. And I, I think we put too much of a focus, especially around Christmas or mm-hmm. Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever other, you know, holiday celebrations there are during this time on presents necessarily. Yep. And, you know... I always think back to my aunt. My aunt's favorite thing to ask for for Christmas was a huge pack of toilet paper yeah. because she didn't have to buy it for herself. Yeah. No, I, that sounds interesting. Yeah. 
I mean, the one thing I like, and again, you know, I do this now, especially with my kids being more into, you know, like I'm trying to find a couple little small things that they can like open. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like there's no major Christmas gifts for either of my kids because I've already bought them gigantically huge things over the last handful of months that yeah. are basically like these are like birthday and Christmas gifts. You realize this. Yeah. And they understand that they're at that age where it's like, you know, my son wanted that almost that $600 trigger trombone. And yeah, I'm getting a little bit of money from, you know, like I think his, both of his sets of grandparents toward it. But other than that, it's mostly me. And then whatever he pays me, you know, works off over the next, you know, handful of months or whatever. Well, you know, and I think uh, especially when we look at men's mental health around the holidays, I think a lot of this boils down to what you can and can't provide for your family. Oh, fully. Because again, when we look at normal gender roles, mm-hmm. we're supposed to be the breadwinners. Yes. Whether that's uh, fair or not. Yeah. I mean, you know, over the last 2000 years, yeah, men are thought to be the breadwinners. They have to provide for the family. Mm-hmm. Everything they do is to keep the family safe. Yeah. And especially in more Western like cultures cultures yes it is very important for the men to be seen as like the breadwinners the providers you know the protectors and everything well and i i had no problem when don made more money than me Mm -hmm. i was i was fine with it Mm -hmm. except for the fact that it always made me feel like i wasn't pulling my own weight Mm -hmm. and i mean there were times that she made a lot more money than me Mm -hmm. And once I was able to pull my own weight, I mean, I literally just jumped into it. I I, I worked overtime from 2008 until 2000, I want to say 14 or 15. Until they basically told you you couldn't anymore? Yeah, basically until they made me go salary. I, I worked overtime every week because... Yep. They gave you more money. It did. The work was there. It needed to be done. They were okay with me doing it. So it's like, all right, well, the opportunity is here. I'm going to do it. Yep. And I mean, there were times I sacrificed spending time with my family because I was Mm -hmm. doing overtime. Yeah. And it was easier for me to sacrifice that time because, you know, starting in 11, I worked from home full time. Yep. So, yeah, we might not get to go do something together, but the TV's on. We're spending time in the living room together. I'm just working. Well, that's just the thing. And at that point, you know. Caitlin is a teenager. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like my kids are teenagers. If I actually, on the day that I have them, if it's more than like an hour total, we interact, it's probably a good day unless we go and actually do something where we're purposely yeah. doing it together. It's mm-hmm. very common for us to only like interact when we're like eating meals and things like that or you know because it's just they want to do their thing and it usually doesn't involve anything with me yeah and i mean that's a teenager yep so i still consider that time with my kids it is it absolutely is because they know i'm there Mm -hmm. if they need you you're in the next room Mm -hmm. and i mean you know when when we look at these things i don't know if there's a way to make men feel better when they feel like they're failing because in a lot of instances we don't talk about these things these things aren't normalized they're yeah. not it's not something where you get together with your buddies i mean we're going to hopefully see mikey on on tuesday yep we're not going to sit there and go hey you know have you talked to a therapist lately yeah we're going to you know ask how he's doing and mm-hmm. you know we'll, we'll offer advice if he's having issues but 
you know, you and I are a little different yeah. because, you know, when you've been struggling in the past or when I've been struggling in the past, we always, you know, follow up with, well, you're talking to somebody. And I mean, you yeah. know, I've been seeing Angela yeah. since 15 yeah. religiously. And uh, when you were looking for somebody, you know, you really weren't meshing with anyone. And I said, you know, I can ask Angela. Oh, and she and I have meshed great. Isn't I, she's just easy to talk to. Yes, very much. And she's like, I'll get annoyed with her because she will point out the stupidity of things that I do. Yep. And she knows I'm not going to change. Like, we'll talk about my mother. Yeah. And she'll go, you need to set boundaries. And I'll go, yeah, that's just not going to happen. She goes, yeah. yeah. And until you do, it's just never going to get better. Yeah. It, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And we talk about it so much that it's like, all right, let's move on because it's just, I, I'm not willing. Yeah. And and usually it gets to that point and she goes, well, you just have to understand then if you're not willing, this is what it's going to be. I'm like, right. That's why I have you. I have you. So I can sit here and complain about it all I want. You can tell me that it's never going to get better. I'm going to tell you that it doesn't matter. And we're just going to keep doing this, this dance around and around and around. And she's great because They'll, she'll yeah, do that. Yeah. And like I said, and you know, like you, you can complain about your mom and all the little like, but when she finally does pass away, I'll I mean, be devastated. you'll be devastated. Absolutely. Devastated. And it will take like, you will actually miss that. Like lunacy that she does. Yes. Calling me and telling me about the conversation she had with her cat and everything the cat said back to her. Yeah. I will miss it. Um, I, I love my mother so much. Yeah. I just wish that we had more of a two-way relationship. Yeah. And even when I say that, she doesn't clue it. Like, I'm yeah. talking to her this morning, and she's got an issue at home where she needs something bought. And I, and I said, hey, I, I sent you this. Look at it. Tell me what you think. And her answer is, well, you just want me to take a picture of the old one and send it to you? No. I want you to do what I just asked you to do. Look at this and tell me if it will work. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the old one looks like. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> you it, know what that means? Needs a trip, probably. Down to yeah, that's what she wants me to do. What What I did instead is I sent a picture to Matt, and I go, "Will this work?" And he goes, "Yup." And I said, "All right, I'm ordering it okay. because it's just easier to to do that because she she's at that age where she doesn't want to do anything for herself. Yeah, she wants me to drop everything and just come and do it for her. Yep. And I'm 30 minutes away. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's not close. And I don't want to. I mean, she woke up on Tuesday. I, I think I told you this. After she had hit her yeah. right side of her face. So she's got a big welt over her right eye. Her left eye, she had surgery on. So she still doesn't have vision out of the left eye yet. It's all blurry. And she goes, I can't see. Of course, immediately. That's all she texts me. Immediately, I think it's her left eye. I think now she's blind or something. Yeah. So I call her. I'm like, what's going on? She goes, my eye is so swollen, it's just shut. I can't see out of my right eye. And I'm like, well, that makes sense because, you know, you bashed your face into a metal pole, of course. Yeah. She goes, well, I don't know what to do. I'm like, do you need me to come down and spend the day? Because I, I, I'll do it if you need me to. Mind you, I gave up all of Monday. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I'm just going to try to ice it. Great. Trying to do something before I have to give up everything and just run down. Yes. And icing it worked. It took the swelling yeah. down. She can see again. And it's not that I don't want to go help my mother. Just be a little self-sufficient before yes. you call me and make me do things that I may or may not have time to do. Yep. You know, I I think being an only child, that's tough because mm-hmm. I'm what my mom has. Mm-hmm. And I'm what my daughter has. And I'm what my wife has. Yep. 
and they're all competing for all of that at the same time. Mm-hmm. And and Caitlin's great. She really doesn't put a whole lot extra on me when I can't handle it. But my wife and my mother aren't quite the same. No. I mean, they they vie for my attention. And it's hard because I'm going to have to let somebody down. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to let either one of them down. Yeah. So then that plunges my mental health into the shitter. And I feel like crap because I'm just, I'm a horrible son or I'm a horrible husband or I'm just a horrible human being altogether. Yep. And I mean, I think, you know, you having multiple siblings mm-hmm. may help you some with that. It doesn't. But, yeah. But at the same time, you, because you're here with your parents and your brother's not. Yeah. You are relied on more. Yes. Than your other siblings. Yes. So I try to push them off to my other sister who lives local more now, just so you have a little break. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that's uh, totally understandable. Yep. But again, if the chips are down, who are they going to call? It'll be me. And and I mean, I'm in the same spot. And part of that is because, you know, we're the oldest males around. Yeah. I mean, I'm the only one, but you're the oldest male around. So it falls to you because your brother's in North Carolina. Yep. But yeah, but no, it's like I said, holidays. And I think it's definitely quite often a feeling like you cannot, like you said, either give your significant other spouse, you know, kids, whatever it might be, you know, what you would like to give them over the holidays. And and it's, it's a rough time. And it's a rough time when you're, you know, like at like an age where, you know, it would you could potentially be married and have kids, but you don't have that in your life. But your friends do and things of that nature, because, you know, you are like looking at that and you're kind of like, I mean, unless you're one of those who just like wants to be able to just always be free. But even then, you know, how many of them are just probably hiding the fact that they're depressed about not having something? Well, and again, most of those people are married and they just don't want kids. Yeah. Which is perfectly fine. Oh, yeah, perfectly fine. But I mean, you know, my daughter's a great example. She'd like to be with somebody she can't find anybody to be with. And, you know, she's not the only one. I mean, she went over to Jessica's house the other day and uh, Kendra and Alicia, who are two of Jessica's best friends, came over. And I think one of them is in a marriage. Okay. I don't think I I don't know about Kendra. I know Alicia's married. Jessica and Caitlin are both single. Mm -hmm. Now, Jessica's kind of seeing a guy kind of not. Kendra's probably not a lesbian. No, unfortunately not. Um, and, and then there's Caitlin who just, you know, hasn't found anything yet. And dating right now is horrible. Oh, it's horrible. And it makes you feel even worse about it. I mean, I couldn't imagine being a single man that was looking for somebody right now because it, it's miserable out there. No, it's, it is very like, you can get lucky nowadays with online dating luck, like very lucky, but Otherwise, it seems to be a lot of, you know, people who are either like catfishing or you're going to end up getting ghosted after you really think you start, you know, wanting to be interested in meeting somebody just because it's it's just people are, you know, there's too much ability to just basically be like, I don't want to be a part involved with this anymore. And so, yeah, it's very, very hard. And unfortunately, nowadays, like there's not even a lot of good things out there for people to like meet face to face outside of because you know they like in like the 80s and 90s like singles mixers and things like that were a very common thing and then when everything kind of moved to the internet it 
really got rid of a lot of that. And like I said, I, you know, I'll talk to like people that I sit at, like when I go to like a bar or whatever, but you know, most of them come as couples or, mm-hmm. you know, a group of, you know, women or whatever that you never know if, you know, they might mm-hmm. just be all in marriages or, you know, engaged or whatever, mm-hmm. and just having a girl's night out or whatever. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, when, when you look at being single now, like mm-hmm. you brought it up, if you're on the dating apps, you, you get ghosted a lot, which absolutely sucks. I'll see it on Reddit all the time. People, you know, will post in the local pages, like mm-hmm. the Grand Rapids yeah. or the Michigan ones. And they're like, you know, I'm new to the area. How, how do people make friends here? What do you people do? And everybody has the same answer. Well, we don't have any friends. Yeah. You know, or the friends we have, we've had for years because we yeah. don't know how to make any. Yeah. And I mean, you know, some of us get lucky. Like I, I got a lot of friends out of coaching. I've gotten a lot of friends out of being in the 501st. And I think that's the thing. You get it by getting yourself into activities. Like you have that. to. Like I've built friends through scouting. I've built mm-hmm. friends, again, similarly to you through the 501st, mm-hmm. you know. You know, like we get like people like, you know, Matt, yeah, Kyle, you know, great guy. Never would have met him if not for Star Wars costuming, but Correct. we both love him like another brother. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we get together with him, we are so happy. Yeah. You know, uh, Brian and Carla, we're going to see on the 30th. Yeah. Love that's, Brian and Carla to death. That's cool. Oh, those, those Star Wars people always make me feel happy because, I mean, we have something in common. We all love Star Wars, but we have a bigger thing in common. We do this because we really like the charity aspect of it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not familiar with 501st, we're a Star Wars costuming group, and we do a lot of charity events. Mm-hmm. I, I think Mike and I will agree that a couple of our favorite events are the hospital troops mm-hmm. and the charity walks. Charity walks, visually impaired sports day. Visually impaired had, sports day is great. Like, But other than that, yes, it's those kind of things. Because, yeah, like it was that when we did that Bronson Children's Hospital walk, earlier Mm -hmm. this year i'm like those that group of kids that just like followed us around like they were so happy and it just gives you a different feeling i mean you just you feel great because you made someone's day yep and and again you know as as a middle-aged man Mm -hmm. those are the things that really juice us up we're really looking you know for that dopamine rush of hey yep you know this this kid is so happy to see you know fake spaceman yep and we're happy that you know out of that little tiny hole we can see a little smile well that they were so excited when we gave them our card oh yes oh my word they get so excited over the smallest thing yeah it's it like i said i'm like to me it's like it's kind of cool to go costume at like a you know con or something like that but what's more fun there is switching into the muppet heads oh yeah because then people get, again, really excited yeah. like your kids because it's not yeah. something they see all the no. time. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I guess kind of my point in going into that is, you know, when you hit a, a lull in mm-hmm. in life like these holidays, you have to look for those small things that will yeah. bring you some joy. I mean, yep. you know, uh, I remember one Thanksgiving when I the first one I lived in Illinois, mm-hmm. um, I was part of a group and we gave out uh thanksgiving dinners like i drove around with somebody and we delivered thanksgiving dinners to these people like a day or two before thanksgiving and it it was awesome i mean i felt so good doing it 
That's kind of one of the things I said when I was in scouts growing up, Mm -hmm. we always did at the Christmas time, put together like little gift bags for people that were in basically like the adult foster home type things because they didn't have family that were going to really give them presents and things like that. And it was one of my favorite things. And it was just so sad that like so many, nobody does that. Yeah nowadays and like i i will always donate for toys for tots like always i it's literally every time like i gave i think 12 presents to a work toys for tots collection yeah. this year because you know there are kids that just don't have any yeah and, I, and it was fun because it was literally i bought you know legos because my kids don't really want legos anymore you know i bought you know a couple of you know those like play school type things mm-hmm. for like the preschool aged kids. I bought, you know, a couple of stuffed animals, you know, I just really did, you know, a little mix of everything. You know, I wanted to kind of hit all of the age yep. ranges and stuff like that. And, you know, boys and girls yep. both. And yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the small things you can do that, mm-hmm. you know, it not only helps brighten somebody else's day, mm-hmm. but it really helps you as well. Yeah. You know, I, I always look at different charitable things I can do when I see it out there. Like one year, it's a couple summers ago, um, teachers were posting on Twitter back before it turned into a right wing cesspool, uh, books that they wanted for their classrooms. And I hopped on there and I think you did as well. And we donated books in the name of Bucks and Brews. And we're like, Hey, yeah, we did Bucks and Brews. And then they know there was a school supply one too. Yep. Yep. And we did the same thing. Yep. Because again we don't always have the money to do that stuff mm-hmm. but you know what am i gonna what am i gonna buy with it you yeah. know am, am i gonna I'll buy buy a movie or something yeah. or i can you know throw 10 bucks over here yeah so all right i i, I can do with less it's mm-hmm. okay yeah. because at the end of the day it's gonna make me feel better because you know that that means a whole lot to a kid that gets to you know read that book yep i would agree and again i think you know when when you're down this time of year you got to find something Mm -hmm. a lot of it is is self-motivation which is very very difficult oh yeah but if you can motivate yourself to go do something nice for other people it'll help you Mm -hmm. feel better i remember one year nick decided to go hand out pizzas to the homeless yep and you know we paid for a couple pizzas because you know that was great yep and he just wandered around downtown hey you want a pizza and he just handed them out People don't necessarily think of doing those no. things. And that's that's great because, again, you're homeless for a couple of reasons. One, you have some kind of mental deficiency and you can't hold a normal job yeah. or, you know, you, you, you know, you might be bipolar or, yeah. you know, an undiagnosed schizophrenic yeah. or, you know, you're not on medication yep. and without it, you can't regulate yourself. So yeah. that is a natural thing to happen. You know, sometimes you're just down on your luck. You lose your job, you lose your house. You don't know what the hell to do. And And that follows you into things like depression and things like that, where you don't feel. And instead of like, you know, you just separate yourself from everyone because yeah. Well, and I I remember, you know, one of our favorite shows of all time, sports night. Yep. Dan was looking for something to give charity to. And and Isaac told him, listen, if I got a few extra bucks in my pocket, I hand it to the guy sitting on the curb. And Dan goes, aren't you worried he's going to buy alcohol with it? He goes, I hope he buys alcohol with yeah. it. Because he's not one paycheck away from turning his life around. So if he gets something to numb the pain for a little bit, I'm okay with it. Yeah. 
and those type of things gave me a different outlook on, on oh, yeah. homeless people because again you know people say well they're just going to waste it on cigarettes and alcohol well i did this was in, on my trip mm-hmm. to cleveland yeah you know very like not something you would think of like i had i can't remember what it might have been the saturday i was there maybe the sunday i think it was the saturday because mm-hmm. i think it was when it wasn't super crowded in the area because of the football game but i had you know gone grabbed some breakfast had come back to the hotel to start you know figuring out where i was going to go and i'd run into this homeless guy when i was coming back and it was literally like i'm like i have no cash on me but i'm like i'm in this hotel and i've got money up in my hotel and i was going to go into my room anyway to do a, grab a couple things mm-hmm. so you know when i come back i will you know bring you some of the money and i like and i was weird as it was like i i got you know distracted up there and i forgot but he was waiting out there i'm like i'm so sorry i'm like i'm gonna go back and get it and i went back up there mm-hmm. to my room and got it and i gave him like 20 dollars because and all he wanted to do was get some food yeah there, and then i'm like and maybe he did want to get some drink but again who cares who you know if it helps him get through his day then let him we, we have a guy here that stands off the highway and don's hired him you know to do work around break room mm-hmm. and you know if we see him we always grab you know something to drink at the store and get, give it to him and maybe a snack to go with it so like we went to Meyer last Sunday mm-hmm. and somebody put a huge trash bag full of returnable bottles in, oh. a, in a basket. And she's like, what the hell? I'll just take these back. I'll get the money for them, whatever. And I get a text from her like two minutes later. Hey, where are you? I'm not returning the bottles. All right. That's weird. So I see her. She goes, yeah, our homeless guy. I saw him in there and I said, Hey, you could use these more than me. Go ahead and return these great yeah that probably made his day yeah absolutely and i mean he's a hard worker but again he's he's at that point where he does what he can do and he holds a sign and it's never hey give me money it's always hey if you got some odd job for me to i'm willing to do it yeah so i mean you know when dawn's got him to do stuff around break room she pays him in cash here you go you know he's 50 bucks you know for an hour maybe an hour and a half it's worth of work Mm mm-hmm and he's thrilled he's thrilled to help yeah and i again makes her feel good because she's helping somebody that really needs the help and sometimes especially during this time of year those those are the best gifts you can give even yourself because Mm it it's literally brightening someone's day yeah no i fully agree okay you you mentioned Mm -hmm. like self-motivation yeah and stuff like that so something I kind of thought about while I was driving up here, maybe to get on, just because we are talking in general about the holidays and the holidays basically end with the new year. Yeah. <clears throat> the idea of like New Year's resolutions and like the term you'll sometimes hear people say of New Year do me. Yeah. Do you actually like those? Do I like them? Yeah. I mean, I guess if the person's really motivated to do it, like I'm, I don't do that because for well, me, it's. I, I don't like really i mean a most people don't really hold new year's resolutions for overly long and the problem for me with like new year new me is basically it's almost sounds limited Mm -hmm. like i'm only going to make a change in my life because it's the new year like for me it's like if you want to change something about you know where you're at it doesn't do it anytime well absolutely and and a lot of it is 
I'm not going to say vain because, you know, the number one thing is always I'm going to lose weight. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a vanity thing. It yeah. could be a health thing. I mean, you yeah. and I are working on losing weight. But we didn't, we didn't wait until January 1st to say, hey, no. it's time to lose weight. We've been working on this for a while. Yeah. I know you're down, what, 20, 25 pounds? Yep. I'm just under being down 25 pounds. I yeah. And I'm, I'm right around down 25-ish pounds. Mm -hmm. Nick's down around 90. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're all working on it because it's something we need to do. Yep. Not necessarily because we're vain. No. It's because we want to, you know, be healthier and live a little longer. Yeah. I'm like, I'm never going to look like freaking... Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt or one of the Chris's or yeah. something like that. You know, I'm never going to look like that. Nobody's going to look at you and go, that's America's ass. Yeah. No. So, I, and I mean, I get it. It's the same thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I tried to die a couple of years ago yeah. and I would like to avoid that for a little while. Yes. You know, I'd, I'd kind of like to be here for a bit. Yeah. So getting healthier is important. Mm-hmm. And when you look at New Year's resolutions, it's it's always around stuff like that. I want more money. I want to lose weight. I want to look better. And yep. it, again, people fall off that wagon within the yeah. first month. Oh yeah, because they lit they put it to a point of it's like it's a New Year's thing. And yep. I mean, it, unfortunately, they said New Year's, especially where we're at, happens really at the worst time of the possible year. Yeah, it's cold and shitty. Cold and shitty. So you know, you're like, oh. I don't really want to go up to the gym today or I, you know, don't want to do this other thing. Like, you know, I don't want to go to the store and buy groceries. So I'm just going to, you know, make a pizza or order in, you know, some tacos or something like that. Cause yeah. But if you make, like I said, that's just the thing for me. It was not long after we got back from Mikey's bachelor party mm -hmm. when I started like my little intermittent fasting thing. Yeah. And then it was basically right uh, just before like Thanksgiving, basically coming back from my trip where I'm like, I'm really going to start being a lot more active. And like I said, I, I did not like the last few weeks it's been, you know, basically go to the gym every day before work, go on Friday, go on a Saturday. And then Sunday is usually my day to kind of just sleep in and relax, relax. Well, I was out pretty late on Friday with, you know, doing some, you know, like hanging out and other like things with like spending time. Yeah. yeah. And after getting up at like four 15, four 30 and being out until 11 plus o'clock, I was exhausted and I literally stayed in bed until like 10 30 yesterday. So, and it was I'm everything like, you wanted it and to it be. was everything I wanted it to be, but then I was also like, okay, you know, this is later than I like to go in because at this point it's probably going to be really busy. Yep. So I'm like, well, then I'm just going to, you know, take today off and I'll go in tomorrow. And I went in this morning, got up around seven. I bought the 24 hour access, you know, thing for where I go. And, you know, I was in there. There was like one other person there and it was just nice. Like I, I did 45 minutes on a treadmill because I didn't have really like the track and everything to my disposal because of it, uh, the rest of the building not being open. Well, and but, I know, yeah, like Don and I had a membership to the Y for a couple of years, yeah, and it just it got so expensive up here, yeah. And I'd like to get to the point where once I start getting some of these medical bills paid off, that mm -hmm. you know, since I don't have Caitlin anymore, I don't have to necessarily mm -hmm. do a family membership. I can do a two person membership. Yeah. 
I'd like to get her membership back there because she liked to go and walk the track and I like to walk the track with her. And, yeah. you know, we'd get in the pool and yeah. do water aerobics and shit. Yeah. And hot tub if you've got yeah, one. Yeah, hot tub. Well, or... the nice part about it is, like, you, they all now have, like, the where you can just go to any of them. Yeah. Like, literally, if I was, like, up in the Grand Rapids area, like, spending the night or whatever, I could literally go to the Y up there. Yep. And be like... When we were taking the motorhome to take mm -hmm. my aunt to Arizona, which didn't happen, yeah, uh, Don had contacted all the wise out there because we had a membership at that point. And they're like, "Yeah, you can come here and shower anytime you need." Yeah, great. Then we just had to figure out where to park the RV. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was really like I said, it's it's really nice how that's set up. Yeah, where, and like I said, and they do have a lot like more than. And that's why I'm willing to pay the extra than like a Planet Fitness membership. Because mm -hmm. a Planet Fitness, you only really have the cardio and like the weight equipment. Yep. You don't have a track. You don't have access to pools. Nope. You know, none of that stuff. And I mean, it's way cheaper to use the Y than it is to like get like, I know they've got the Bronson has a really nice athletic club in mm -hmm. Kalamazoo. But it's it's like a the better part of $100 just for a person to be a member. Yeah, and that's it's just not cost prohibitive for most people yeah so we got about 15 minutes left mm -hmm. what uh what have we not hit on that really we need to drive home to any anybody not just necessarily the men about the holiday season right it's just i i think the big thing is i'm like don't be afraid to like you know even if you're not sure like if you're new to an area let's say you just moved for like a job or whatever, or, you know, you like ran away from, you know, like a divorce or whatever, and just wanted to start new, like you just reach out to people. There probably people would be like, yeah, you know, if you don't have anybody to spend, you know, the holidays with come hang out with us. Absolutely. You're never an imposition to somebody that's really a friend. Yeah. And you, you don't necessarily want to bother people, but for most people, it's not a bother. Like you knew it was not a bother to say yeah. to me, Hey, not having the kids on Christmas. Can I come up? Yeah, not a problem. Come. Yeah. I mean, last Sunday was rough for me. And and I sent Christy a text. I'm like, I, I just really want a friend around. And mind you, it was with two of my players. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I was alone. Yeah. But they're my players. And, you know, they just recently have graduated. So mm -hmm. it, it's a different relationship than I have with, like, you or Christy. Yeah. And Christy's like, well, you know, if I didn't have Eli, I'd come down and hang out with you while you're at work. But, uh, you know, I have Eli and I'm like, no, I get it. I'm not going to bother any of you because you all got shit going on. But I just, I feel really alone right now because we just went through something traumatic and mm -hmm. I wasn't able to help. Yep. And again, well, I mean, you couldn't help during it, but you helped by switching places. Correct. And, and, and I mean, you know, it, it's that helpless feeling of being a man and not being able to protect yeah. That, you know, I, I sat there struggling with the entire day. And I mean, Dawn ended up coming back in later mm -hmm. because I just kind of needed her here. Yeah. I, you know, during that day, I, I was talking to Chloe and she's like, hey, I'm not doing anything till later. Do you want me to just come in and help a little bit? I don't mind. And I'm like, listen, I'm not telling you I want you to, but I'm also not going to tell you not to come. Yeah. And, and she ended up coming just, you know, to to help a little bit and you know those things they give mean a you lot. give you again probably i mean again not the same as talking to like somebody that's more of your age yeah. and, but again she's somebody you 
have more of a personal relationship than yeah. you do the kids you coach. Right. Like you haven't developed that outside of coaching relationship with pretty much any of them other than Maddie yet at this point. Yeah. And even with Maddie, I mean, it's still, it's still very much a coach player relationship yeah. and it probably will be for a long time Yeah, because those things take years and it's different with where I coach now. Like when I was yeah. at Godwin, I was everybody's dad Yeah, because a lot of them didn't have a dad at home. Yep. So we always had different types of relationships and mm-hmm. that the kids at Coopersville, they all got parents. Yep. They don't, they don't need me to be their parent. No. So I, you know, I can turn around and just be their coach and they're still learning that Lily still calls me coach David at work. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'll be coach David forever. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. It, honestly, to me, that's the best title they can give me. Yep. But you know, it, if she sticks around here working for a couple of years, we're going to have a different relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be way more, you know, of an equal relationship because even though technically I'm her boss, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we do become friendly with the people we work with and, yeah. and she's somebody I have history with because, yeah. you know, she played for me for four years. When I think you get to, you know, like, you know, you mentioned Chloe, like, and you mentioned people who need the father figure mm-hmm. and your players from coopersville don't but right. chloe is exactly one who does yeah absolutely i i find broken kids yeah and and i tried to fix them yeah and chloe falls into that category yeah. and you know she she had a rough up, upbringing and yep. i i'm sympathetic to that you know yep. and her and i've talked a lot about you know having a, an absent father because you know my father's mm-hmm. pretty well absent yeah he's tried over the last few years but again i'm you know i'm in my 40s yeah, I, I don't necessarily. Where, why wasn't he doing that when you were like eight, nine, ten? Correct. When it would have really meant a lot. Meant a lot. Yeah. yeah. And again, I mean, now if I need a, a father figure, I call Steve. Oh yeah, Steve's my dad. I yeah. know. If... No, fully agree. And that is the guy who probably at the point in time you needed a father figure the mm-hmm. most stepped up and did it. Absolutely. And again, I was just his player. Yeah. But every time I needed something, he was always there. Yep. And he always gave me great advice. And he tells me every time I talk to him, he goes, man, you got to get some better influences around you because I'm not very good. And I'm like, yeah, you're full of shit. You know, yeah. because but even that, you know, he knows he's full of shit. He does. He knows you and I are just in general, good influences yeah. on each other. Well, and every time I talk to him, he always asks how you're doing. Yeah. He goes, miss seeing him. We need to get together. Yes, we do. We yeah, need we to do get together. Yeah. But, you know, those people in your life, they. Yeah. They can really bring you up when you're feeling shitty. Mm-hmm. And those are important people to have. Oh, yeah. You know, I you, when I was going through stuff last week, I was in constant contact with you. Yep. Telling you what was going on. Yep. Sending me messages. Yep. Getting, yep. you know, your input on stuff. Mm-hmm. Because your, your input is important to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're my best friend. Yep. And it it helps normalize the shittiness a, that I've got a best friend Fred Thruple. We do. It's it's like a menage a trois without the <laughs> the wieners. Oh. Uh but you know it's because he's another one. I, I, I wanted to talk to Mikey. Yeah. And he called me last week and, and I told him what was going on. I you know, I I I I, I feel better 
talking to my friends and, you know, going through my feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, talking to Angela was really important too. I I needed that professional outlook. And the the person you can just like vent to a hundred percent and isn't going to in any way be, you know, taken aback by it. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen me at my worst. Yeah. So it doesn't phase you. You don't really care. You just let me go on and be stupid. But I'm just saying, but in general, I mean, but Angela, like you've said, I'm like, she's just somebody you can sit there and, you know, vent at for yeah. like 45 minutes and, you know. Yeah, she knows where it's coming from. Yeah. She, she, it, it does not phase her anymore. No. I mean, we had we had the talk. She goes, right when we were getting off on, on Monday, she goes, you cannot threaten anyone. And I said, yes, I know. Mm-hmm. She goes, I know you know. I'm just reminding you. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to do anything. I trust and I don't. I hope the police will do what they need to do. Yes. I don't necessarily have faith in that, but I'm not going to do anything. Yep. And she goes, I just need you to hear it one more time. I'm like, that's fine. You can tell me as much as you want. Yep. Because again, she knows I'm not going to do anything, Yep. but she also wants me to not do and say (laughs) stupid shit. Yeah. And I mean, knowing me as long as you've known me, everything I do is calculated. Oh yeah. I don't typically just mouth off shit. No. And, you know, if I happen unless to... You're, unless you're too drunk. Well, then well, you're no longer calculating. True. I, at that point, I'm just saying dumb shit constantly. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I started a conga line once, and that's yeah. not a me thing. But, but I mean, you know... It, yeah, that would be more of a Nick thing. Totally a Nick thing. But, I mean, it's good to have those people in your life that will rein you in when you may be yeah. a little out of control. Yeah, like I said, I think it's just like I said, you need to... Re- like, they're... And I think we've, you know, your wife and others do a lot, a really good job of like on Facebook and things like that being like, hey, if you have nothing to do on Thanksgiving and you're connected to me, reach out, you know, you're more than welcome to come to our house and hang out. And like I said, and I just put this out there, you know, we're the same way, you know, if you need somebody to hang out with, like, you know new year's day new year's eve or whatever like reach out to us yeah like we don't want you to feel like you're alone yeah there's there's somebody out there that cares mm-hmm. even if it's two middle-aged fat guys facial hair talking on on a podcast yeah i mean we is is, is toxic as i can be yeah i am a pretty caring person oh you are when i mean you're you're the line you always say is the perfect example of who you truly are the cons of being my friend is i'm an asshole the pros of being my friend is i'm your asshole like once you take somebody in you are going to fight every battle with them absolutely they will never fight alone ever that will never happen and i will defend them to the ends of the earth yep because again, I care. I, I yeah, just, I you, do. you do. Like I said, it, but then you also have the entire thing of once a person screws you over. Yeah, that's all done. They're on the, they're on the bad boy list. Yeah. And they're never getting off. Yeah. So that's the, that's where the con comes in. Like, <laughs> absolutely. While I love you, I'm there. You screw me over, you're done. Yep. Yeah. There's really no going back with me, unfortunately. Yeah. Or fortunately. Yeah. Um, so it's about wrap up time now. Yeah. I, I think the, you know, the last thing I want to leave people with is, you know, it's a lonely time of year, mm-hmm. but 
it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. You really, you do have people out there that do care about you. And if you think you don't, you know, uh, you're probably wrong. What I think the thing is right now, and I almost think now, like for the goods and the bads that things like the internet give you, mm-hmm. if you have things that you really like, you can find groups out there mm-hmm. that of people that like the same thing. Absolutely. They're all over. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've joined several groups on Facebook just to, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes share my warped sense of humor, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, passions that I have, like, you know, Star Wars autographs and stuff like yeah. that. And the, I'm in a Tecmo Super Bowl group on Facebook. Oh, that's not surprising Because I love Tecmo it's Super Bowl. Not surprising at all. And the only thing that has been posted on this group for the last two weeks is different Elf on a Shelf memes. So, like... The only one I can think of right now is, is back in the day, Kevin Mack was a running back for yeah. the Cleveland Browns. And he was caught once with crack cocaine. <laughs> crack up. So they had Mack on, on top of crack, which is horrible. <laughs> but those are the type of memes yes. that are coming up. Yes. Uh, they had Walter Payton on top of a boat, goat on a boat. <laughs> Which they had Walter, they had Jim Brown, they had Barry Sanders. I mean, they had literally everyone on top of a boat, and they're like, go on a boat. So, I mean, stupid things like that. And and there's like 3% of the people that are in this group that are constantly bitching and moaning that it's stupid, stop doing it. I read every one of those memes trying to figure out what it means. I think it's like that... Radio station in Idaho now oh, we absolutely. now follow. It was like they put up a pride flag. What was it? Twenty twenty one, something like that. Yeah, twenty or twenty one. And they were literally like, people gave them a lot of crap for it. Every negative comment, it stays up one extra month. And now they just keep it up all the time. They're like, are you no? They they make fun of Nickelback, which is really funny. hilarious. And it's funny because they'll post sometimes the messages they get. Uh, you should just take that down. That's not something you should have on your thing. I'm not going to listen to your radio station. And they're like, that's fine. Don't listen. We don't care. Yeah, that, but how many how many people across probably now the world are following that? Oh, absolutely they are. Listen, if I listen to terrestrial radio, that's the station I listen to because yeah. of what they post. Yes. I don't happen to listen to it because yeah. I just play my Amazon playlist. Yeah, that's what I do. But, I mean, you know, it's, again... People that have a like mind to you, they're out there. You yeah. just you, sometimes you got to do a little looking. Yep. And and again, maybe get out of your comfort zone. Everybody has trivia nowadays. Yep. You can go find trivia at any bar. Yep. Find the one you really like. Like we go to Star Wars trivia a decent amount, mm-hmm. probably once twice a year, and uh, we go with our Star Wars group. Mm-hmm. But guaranteed, if you walk in there for Star Wars trivia, there's ten other tables that they're all Star Wars fans. Yeah. If you walked up to a group of three. And say, hey, I'm I'm here alone. Do you mind if I join your team? They're going to go, yeah, go ahead. Come on, yeah. let, let's go. And maybe you just made three new friends. Yeah. Well, even then, like, you know, if you're just willing to put yourself out there, like I said, I've made so many new just general connections, not people I necessarily hang out with a lot, but just by going to, you know, the couple of, you know, bars and breweries that I like going to and just talking to the people. Yeah. People are usually willing to engage in those things. Like, I'm not one to engage, but that type of stuff I'm willing to engage in. So, yeah, this was, because I was actually ended up at Beer Exchange. Yeah. At two different times yesterday, once before I met 
coworkers and once after. And when I was in there earlier, there were some people who were regulars who were there. And there was one woman who was, she was talking to one of the bartenders about, you know, like, you know, the new relationship that that bartender had just started Mm -hmm. and everything. And, you know, how, you know, at a point when she was, had just broken up with like a previous boyfriend, how they're going to try to set her up. And, you know, and I'm like, you know, and I said, something. I'm like, you know, and I, just because it was the bartender, so I'm like, nobody ever tries to set me up and whatever. <laughs> but this woman, like, married, so, you know, but looked like the actress Jamie Alexander. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. Beautiful. Be- and I told her that. I'm like, you are a beautiful, beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And she was like, thank you. Well, you know, I I think my best story of talking to somebody that I don't want to talk to I always go back to Gavin, who owns Tardy's Collector's oh, yeah. Corner. I went in there, was looking for something for Caitlin. Yeah. He came over and, you know, asked what I was looking for. And I don't talk to people. I don't want to mm-hmm. just leave me be. So I, I kind of, oh, my daughter likes Flash. And he carried on like a 15-minute conversation with me. By the time I got home, he's like, oh, I, I have this series that she should read. It's at my house. I'm going to bring it in for her. And I'm like, Cool. I didn't know who the hell he was. Yeah. And now he's a good friend. He's a good friend to this day. Yep. And I get a huge hug every time I go in there from him and his wife. They're just the best people. Great people. And he's not one, you know, usually to go out of his way either, except when he's at his store. Yep. Because that's what you got to do. Oh, yeah. It's part of business. Yeah. And. But because he gives that personal thing, that's why people are loyal to him. Correct. I buy my comics there because. Gavin is that personable. And I mean, yep. he, he will, he knows stuff I like. So he'll send me pictures. Hey, you want this? Yes. Yeah. And it'll just sit there till I show up. Yep. So I hope that you gain something out of this. Um, we hope that you have a great holiday season, no matter what you're celebrating. I mean, Hanukkah's over now, but you know, whatever you're celebrating this holiday season, I, I hope it's, you know, joyous and, mm-hmm. and, you know, everything you need it to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hopefully if you like what we talk about, you share this out with people. We're hoping, you know, to get a, a decent size following so that we can help other people with their mental health issues. Yep. Um, again, we are mad men, mental health, mad men, mental health and, uh, be your own normal. We're going to have some, I think Mike's going to make a Facebook page at some point with the new logo. I'm going to figure it out today while we're hanging out watching football. There you go. And, and an email address and yep. we'll, we'll be out there. So please, if you need something, reach out. Yep. Uh, otherwise listen to bucks and brews. We drop new episodes usually around the first of the week. We'll be live on Wednesday on Twitch with a uh, year in review with and the, I candy, the I, get candy. On. I candy will get on. So thanks for joining us everyone. And we will talk to you again very, very soon.